0: Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. On today's episode, our guest is Dr. Maxine Jones Madison. Dr. Madison, a native of Roxy, Mississippi, is a minister, author, and engineer. Maxine earned her Bachelor of Science degree in chemical engineering from Mississippi State University in 2002, and in 2007, she became the first black female to earn a PhD in chemical engineering from Texas A&M University. Maxine joined ConocoPhillips in 2006 and is currently a senior environmental engineer managing projects aimed at reducing carbon emissions. She was recently selected by ConocoPhillips to be featured in commercials for Houston Public Media, a public broadcasting service or PBS affiliate called Problem Solvers that teach math and science skills to young kids. Maxine currently serves in ministry at St. John Northwest and is passionate about prayer ministry. In 2020, Maxine published her first book entitled Miracles in the Making, Making the Miracles of Jesus Christ Your Own, which is available on Amazon. Miracles in the Making is an interactive devotional of 33 Miracles of Jesus that also allows the reader to recall and record the miracles God has performed in their own lives and offers them the opportunity to create a keepsake for their friends and family. She is married to David Israel Madison and resides in Houston, Texas, along with their three boys, Micah, Jonathan, and Elijah. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Maxine Madison to today's podcast. Hi, Maxine. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Coletta. How are you? Good. hear your voice and connect with you, and I look forward to hearing your journey um, on how you got unstuck.
1: Yes, thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Yay. Well, first of all, um, how would you define the word stuck? What does that mean to you? Uh, To me, stuck means immobile, not moving
1: forward. So, to me, it kind of means that you're in a rut. You might be busy doing things, but but there's no forward progress.
0: That's really good. So busy doing things, but not being productive and no forward progress. Yeah. That's awesome. So thinking about being stuck in a rut and being immobile, what were some of the ways or one way that you found yourself stuck? Um, well,
1: I found myself stuck uh, in regards to my book that I had been writing, um, God gave me the idea for my devotional miracles in the making uh about 11 12 years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. and I was living in Ponca City, Oklahoma at the time, and I can you know remember picking up the Bible, looking in the back, and seeing this list of the miracles of Jesus and thinking, Wow, that would be a good book to for someone to mm-hmm. Um, and it was as if God said, Why don't you write it? Um, yep. and so working on it and that was back in 2007 uh 2008 Mm -hmm. time period and i started working on it ended up moving to houston in 2009 i got married you know distractions uh, Mm -hmm. with work and so i just kind of over the years worked on the book less and less until it was nothing at all for a couple Uh years um And I made starts and stops as far as, you know, telling myself I'm going to finish it this time, you know, and I would work on it for a month or two and then stop. Um, So yeah, I ended up being stuck for over 10 years.
0: Yeah, that's a long time. And I, you know, that resonates with me because I, when I first got married, which has been (laughs) several years, oh, wow, I guess about 20 years ago, I remember (laughs) I had this book in my heart that I felt Mm -hmm. like the Lord had given me and kind of a message he wanted me to share And um, but, you know, you get married, you start working, you know, eventually kids come along and then it just kind of gets pushed farther and farther back to the back burner until after a while you're, you know, it's a fleeting thought. Yeah, And I just remember one day um, this had gone on for several years and the Lord just challenged me one day and he's like, are you going to write the book or not? And <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> so he's <laughs> like, I'm not playing with you either. You're going to do this or not.
1: Right. And so, but
0: sometimes we, you know, it's that way in our life, you know, God has given us these goals or he's given us a vision or plans for our lives. And You know, just because of circumstances, you know, it just we don't follow through on it, or it just takes us forever. So, how did were you able to move from that place of kind of being stuck? Life had intervened. You stopped working on the book, but how did you come back to it and eventually finish it?
1: But what was kind of your
0: process like?
1: Yeah, so basically,
0: (laughs) I got scared, you know, two two
1: folks scared, um, scared that someone else like God would give someone else that idea, and then he would be able to, you know, accomplish his goal and vision through them instead of me. So that was part of it um but then another thing was in 2020 with the pandemic just scared of dying and not having Mm -hmm. fulfilled my mission you know in life not you know still having that book inside of me not having left that here for somebody else and so I didn't want that to happen and so that really motivated me to stop making excuses to get up earlier if I needed to get up earlier, you know, to work later on the book, you know, Mm -hmm. working all of those things just to make sure that I got it out.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you made it a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just things happen. You're like, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think we all are faced with those moments of Um, you know, it's kind of now or never, you know, do or die kind of thing. Um, And so and, you know, sometimes the Lord brings us to those points, we're able to do that. So what was kind of your you already kind of mentioned the pandemic hit, you were thinking, Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave this earth, and I haven't fulfilled my purpose. Was that your breaking point to just go ahead and buckle down and do it? Or was there something else that stood out like, you know what, I've got to go ahead and get this done? Yeah, I think it really was
1: the pandemic, Um, you know, just uh, especially early on in the beginning of it, not knowing, um, you know, how it was going to end, if it was going to end, you know, is this the end of the world? It was just all of those (laughs) (laughs) unknowns that came up right at the beginning of it. And just knowing, you know, how many times I had tried and failed on finishing the book before. Um, that I gave myself a firm deadline of I'm going to finish it by the end of 2020. And I'm going to reach out to people that I know so I can get contacts for media publishing and things like that, because God had already put people in my life and my path that, you know, could help me. But I just had not, like you said, prioritized it and, you know, was Mm -hmm. willing to sacrifice sleep and was willing to sacrifice, you know, personal entertainment time, Mm -hmm. all of that so that I could finish it.
0: That's really good. Sacrifice, that big (laughs) S word we don't like. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. It moves us out of um, what's comfortable to us. But you sacrifice time and sleep, probably resources, all kinds of things. Let's talk a little bit more about that, because I believe when God has given us something to do, it's always going to require sacrifice or something that we're going to have to give up if we're going to be fully obedient. So what did that process look like as you're walking it out and having to get up early or go to bed late to make (laughs) um, this book come to pass?
1: Yes, it was really challenging. Uh, very... And you're
0: working too, so you know, yeah. how does all that fit together?
1: Yeah, so basically I would get up around four o'clock in the morning and I would work on the book for about an hour or two and then I would get dressed for work. I would you know, leave my house around 7.30 for work. Then I would work all day to about five or six o'clock and then come home, have the time with the three kids. I have three small boys, so have time with them um and then if I had any energy left at all then I would I would try to work on the book but usually during the week I could only do the mornings because by the end of the day I would be wiped out (laughs) yes yes Yes. but then also on weekends you know with the pandemic all previous weekend activities have been canceled and everything anyway and so me and my husband made a deal where he said okay I can give you you know four hours every Saturday every Sunday I will take the kids and you know we'll do something while you're at the house working on the book and so I could count on those four hours of time uh, on each Saturday and each Sunday where I could uh, you know reread the manuscript work on things just make make it all come together and flow nicely so, mm-hmm. so yeah that it was it was challenging very tiring but I had a goal I had a, that end
0: game in yeah. mind uh, yeah. that I was able to push through it yeah it's definitely a commitment and it's not for the faint of heart whether you're writing a book you're starting a new job you know whatever it is it's a relationship it's going to take that um, commitment and sacrifice
1: mm-hmm.
0: um You mentioned your husband, you know, so you talked to him about this project and he was willing to help you by, you know, watching the children and giving you that that time that you needed on the weekend. So talk a little bit about um, just the importance of, you know, if you are in a marriage or relationship, the importance of having that support network Mm -hmm. of individuals around you who can see where you're going and they can help you get there and provide whatever you need from them. So how important is, um, you know, you're having a healthy marriage relationship to something that you're working on or just, you know, whatever that environment looks like.
1: Yes, yes. It is hugely important, I think, to to have that support system. And that's, you know, one of the things I I really admired in my husband and really that drew me to him, you know, for us to even get married was mm-hmm. the fact that I felt like we had the same value system. We were going along the same pathway and we valued God and, and what God told us to do, we tried to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so my husband, you know, was really excited when I told him, you know, 12, 13 years ago about, oh, I want to write this book. Like God gave me this vision to write the book. So he was very supportive, um, you know, way back then. And, you know, over time, as far as we got other commitments, he started pastoring. And so um, we both were, you know, time, free time was very rare, uh-huh. for us, but, but he stayed, you know kind of committed to my dream and my vision and so when I asked him this year I'm sorry last year at the beginning of the year that um well after the pandemic hit that this was what I wanted to do like he was he was still on board uh with me and wanted to support me in every way because he believed in it and he felt like it was a good product you know that Mm -hmm. book would be be good that it would bless people and so he wanted to to play a part in that too so yeah i'm really grateful for him and his support
0: yeah that support makes all the difference so having that spouse or friend some kind of accountability partner or someone when you're lacking maybe in your faith or your drive or, you know, passion towards something that mm-hmm. they can push you on, they can cheerlead for you. So that's really important.
1: Yes, and then um, it was even some of his friends that I had told about the book in, uh, you know, past years that they would, would ask me every year. So like, hey, did you finish that book? When are you going to mm-hmm. release? <laughs> when are you going to publish the book? And I I was really surprised, you know, I'm like, okay, these aren't even... Uh-huh. <laughs> my closest friends, you know, these are people that I, I shared that vision with, um, this, mm-hmm. friend circle. So, so yeah, I think that's important too, yeah. that, that you have that broad range of support.
0: Yeah. And yes. it's so funny how God never lets it never lets us fully get away from it. You know, those little (laughs) reminders are going to pop up or people saying, didn't you say you were going to do this? Or where are you with that? Or do you need help? And so he finds those little ways to, you know, continue to um, help us push forward. So looking back now, you're on the other side of the book. It came out, was it end of 2020?
1: Yes, yes, it came out. It was published November, uh, 2020, like the week of Thanksgiving. Yes.
0: Okay. Yay! And I've had a chance <laughs> yeah. to, um, to read through some of the chapters. It's really great and very mm-hmm. insightful and practical mm-hmm. and all yeah. those things. So looking back at it, how are things different now that you accomplished that dream? You followed through, and um, you know the purpose that God had given you. You did it. So how does that feel now? And looking back, how would you? Encourage others to follow through on what God has given them to do.
1: Wow. Um, it feels so freeing. You know, mm. I feel like the weight has been lifted because I know that I have done what God called me to do. Um, mm. And also very rewarding in that i received, you know, testimonies from people on how the book has blessed them and. You know, how them being able to write out their own miracles and just look at their lives differently from the perspective of the miracles of Jesus that I talked about in the book, um, just how that has blessed them. And it's been very encouraging to see other people, um, you know, be very supportive of me and pushing my book to other people uh-huh. as well and you know getting out there like oh you need to really read this book and I know this woman who wrote this and <laughs> all of that so um so yeah that's it's been really really rewarding to to see the impact that has had on people's lives and then I feel you know I feel it's made me a little more confident in that that I was able to see something through as uh-huh. well even though it took a really long time
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: it, but the fact that I persisted uh, and didn't, didn't quit. It's like, yeah, like I say, if you just keep going
0: and don't quit, eventually you will win. So, yeah. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter how long it takes us to do it or to accomplish the goal, but it's just that we did it, you know, that we finished, yeah. you don't have to be the fastest one. You don't have to be necessarily the smartest one or whatever, but you did what God told you to do. And there's nothing that competes with that feeling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So talk a little bit about um, kind of your book writing journey. You've already talked about a little bit, but there may be someone who's listening and they feel like God has given them a book. They have an idea. They may even have the title, but they just don't really know where to start. They don't know, uh, you know, what the best way to go about it is, Um, because I get asked that a lot too, as a fellow author. So kind of share a little bit about your maybe writing process or how you um, brought it all together.
1: Yes, yes. Well, for me, since I was writing a devotional, of course, it started in the Word of God. And so I would, um, you know, get into the Word, have a quiet time set aside to spend time in the Word and then really just let the Holy Spirit kind of speak to me what he wanted me to get from that scripture, that passage that I was reading and writing it down Um, Mm -hmm. and then taking some time because I went through the 33 miracles you know a number of times so I would go through them all at one time and write out the devotional um that I wanted associated with each miracle and then I would put it aside for a little while and come back to it with fresh eyes to see okay is there something new that I've learned in my life or something Mm -hmm. that I've seen that now I can add back to this uh, devotional that I've written and so so that was part of my process as well was to um to come back at it with with fresh eyes, um, and then because I happened to be married to a pastor who's seminary trained, you know, I also mm-hmm. asked him to read through it and to just just make sure that it it made sense theologically as well, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't saying anything off base, and so 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 that was really helpful too to have that kind of editor, so to speak, from a theological perspective, mm-hmm. and then later I also got. Uh, an editor for, you know, for the grammar and all of that uh, through a media publishing company that, that I contacted online who had published a friend of mine's book. And mm-hmm. so they were able to do the cover art and to do, you know, the traditional editing and all of that and put it together.
0: hmm that's awesome. Yeah, there's definitely a process to it, but I always tell people you can do it, you know, take it one step at a time. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And now there's so many resources out there available to help you through every part of the process. So I I'd say, tell people all the time, if God gave you a book, he gave you something to do, write it down. And that's really kind of your first step just to like get something on paper, you know, type it out, because as long as it's in your head, it's not helping anybody else. So you got to <laughs> just start to get it out there be disciplined and put time in every day, like you said, to um, to the writing process.
1: Yes, yes. So,
0: and I want to um, I want to talk a little bit about this before we wrap up. But um, as we've mentioned, you're a wife, a mom. You live a busy life. You work. Um, you're in the engineering field, so there's always something going on. Lots of hats to juggle. So, how do you now an author? How do you juggle all those different pieces of your life, but still um, feel as though you're on track and you're achieving your purpose?
1: Yes, <laughs> it's a good question. It's a loaded like...
0: question, but.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. like it's organized chaos in my life, yes. <laughs> I also um, my oldest son, Micah, he's a special needs child and so he was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he as an additional challenge to the family just with the additional care, Um, that it takes in dealing with him that I have learned to manage my emotions Um, Uh, because with autistic children sometimes they can feed off of that if they can see a reaction out of you and so so um so yeah I I spend a lot of time with God I I prioritize (laughs) my devotional time with God every morning you know getting up in the morning getting centered in the word Um, and write and journal a lot that has been very Mm -hmm. therapeutic for me as well, because there is so much chaos. I don't want my mind to have all the chaos. And so if Mm -hmm. I can journal it out, you know, just write Mm -hmm. it as as it comes to me, it doesn't have to be organized, but I can get it out of my system and, and go on with my day. So that's, that's really important. And then the next, the next thing is self care. Mm So uh, just in the past five, six years, I have taken a new look at self-care and and knowing that it's not selfish, that I have to put myself first. I have to, you know, take some time off for work. I have Mm -hmm. to take time to, you know, go get a massage or whatever it is that feeds my soul. You know, I live here in Houston. And so Gavison is close by um, so I can go down and listen to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and do, do those things that bring me joy, uh, yeah. for the sake of the joy, you know, that it's not, it's not wrong to, to do things for fun. <laughs> but, right. It's um, not selfish. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, It's not selfish. It's part yes. of my self care. So, so yeah, I have really placed a priority on those things. I'm taking time to, to, uh, relax with friends and family. Cause that's what feeds me as well. And so, so yeah, I think that's how I, I can balance and maintain it all is really, you know, of course, keeping the focus on God and, um, and making sure that I spend that time each day with, with him so that he can direct myself and order myself and give me wisdom and, you know, what mm-hmm. to do first and
0: and all of that so oh yeah and he's always faithful to do that but we have to make the time as you said to focus on him and do it every day it's not even just a once a week thing or i went to church sunday and that's good (laughs) enough i got my feel for the week but every day we're spending our own time um, with him um self-care journaling all those things that help us um make it through life. So important. Mm -hmm. So, and you've already shared tons of advice already, but any final pieces of advice that you would have for our listeners, if they're stuck in an area or they're um, struggling with something that God has told them to do and just don't know how to get started, how would you encourage them? Um, I would
1: tell them to don't take no for an answer from others. Um, but also from themselves to not to not accept the excuses that they may be even making to themselves of, you know, I'm not qualified enough, or I don't have the right degree, or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm too young, or I'm too old, all of these, uh, you know, these excuses that we come up with to try mm-hmm. to, to limit our potential. God doesn't see that. He sees us, his potential is limitless, and we're connected to God, so that makes our potential limitless, too, and so So I really would encourage, uh, the listeners to, um, to not, not accept those excuses. I know for me, one of the things too, that helped me, uh, to get unstuck was, um, I was valedictorian in my high school class and. Uh, my valedictorian speech focused on dreams and achieving your dreams and holding fast to dreams. And so Mm. so I, you know, there I was stuck (laughs) dreaming of being an author, but I wasn't making it happen. I wasn't taking my own advice. So Mm. that's something else. I would encourage them to take their own advice that they might hear themselves giving to a friend or family member. But but not taking that advice themselves. And so I didn't want to be hypocritical. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to hold fast to this dream and accomplish it and do whatever it takes uh, to make it succeed. So.
0: Amen. Taking your own advice. That's so good. Um, Well, as we wrap up, how can listeners connect with you? How can they um, purchase the book? Um, How can they learn more about you and your story? Okay, yes. Yeah. So uh, the book is available
1: on Amazon.com. Uh, they can also go to my website at www.dr for doctor uh, And that, that also would give you a link to purchase the book and also to tell a little bit more about myself and to read some of the testimonials from other people. Uh, And then I also have a Facebook page. So that is uh, Dr. Maxine Madison on Facebook. Um, And if they want to reach me personally as well, they can email me at mjmadison97 at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. We have it all there. So DrMaxineMadison.com is the website. You can go there and order the book or you can order it from Amazon.com. It's called Miracles in the Making. And again, it takes a look at the 33 miracles of Jesus and um, how those apply to our lives. It's very practical. There's um, space for you to write and journal and really see what miracles have taken place in your life. Um, So it's a wonderful, powerful um, read for you. So I would encourage all of you to go and to check that out. Um, you can also connect with Maxine on Facebook, Dr. Maxine Madison, and email is mjmadison97. I think it was that Gmail? Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, perfect. Well, any final thoughts, Maxine? I've so enjoyed hearing your journey and as a fellow author. It's just so much of it. I love the story because I'm like, I'm not the only one that kind of struggled getting unstuck, you know, especially with writing my first book. I've written a few since then, but there's nothing like that process. So any other um, final thoughts to encourage our listeners as they get unstuck? Mm -hmm. Um, yes, I would just say, you know, to
1: keep keep your eyes on the prize, just like with Jesus, it, you know, the scripture says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And so so we may have to go through challenges. You might have to go through struggles. Um, like you said, we will have to sacrifice, but focus on on the end goal, on the reward after that, um, you know, how accomplished you will feel and how people will be blessed because of, of what, what gift you have, because i I know that God made each of us unique, and He deposited mm-hmm. something into each one of us, and so so no one can tell it like you can. So whatever it is God has called mm-hmm. you to do, I would just encourage you to do it.
0: Yes, no one can tell it like you can. We all have a story, and we all have purpose and vision that God has given us, and we don't want to leave this earth as you said, with that not having come forth. So I encourage each of our listeners to go out there and do whatever it is God has put in your heart to do. You can do it. We're rooting for you, cheering for you. Keep the end in mind and know that God's going to get all the glory from it. He'll be blessed and others will be, too. Thank you again, um, Dr. Maxine Madison, for being with us today and sharing your story. Go out there and get our book, Miracles in the Making. And um, we look forward to um, hearing from some of you and what God is doing in your life. Have a great day, everyone.